Okay. Hi, welcome, Dr. Maker. Thank um, you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Um, today we're going to be discussing some different aspects of mental health, especially for middle school students, and what are the possible solutions and ways we can combat the problem. Okay. Great. So my first question is, what do you think are the most common stressors for middle school students today? I think there are several. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, integrating socially mm-hmm. in middle school and having a close group of stable friends is very important for middle school mm-hmm. student development. And because of COVID, a lot of students have been challenged in how to do this and how to maintain relationships and how to be together. So socialization Mm -hmm. or lack thereof is a very important stressor. Mm -hmm. Two, students students are bombarded with social media Mm -hmm. and social media challenges, you know, Mm -hmm. on how to keep up and how to be popular, how to wear the right thing, how to say the right thing, how to be in, how to be cool. And social media, I think, can turn into a stressor for students if they're too heavily involved or too heavily dependent on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. That that has to be monitored. Mm -hmm. The reason I think we wanted to focus on middle schoolers is I feel like because, like, middle school is such a, like, distinct time between, like, elementary and high school. And I feel like that's when they're, like, the biggest, like, stressors and, like, these changes for students, you know? Yes. And and social media and friendships play mm-hmm. a huge part in students' adjustment and yeah. doing well. Yeah. So, going on to my next question, I think already being in middle school is, like, very difficult with all these, you know factors but how do you think that mental health is it becomes even more difficult when like it's often like rejected and stigmatized when also being a person of color like for me I'm very lucky that my parents like embraced mental health but it's definitely very difficult when often like students parents very much like stigmatize and reject the topic of mental health well, one question to ask ourselves before that is, are students of color, particularly in this political environment, are they being stigmatized? Are they being teased? Are they being bullied? Mm-hmm. When I work with a lot of students of color, they will report incidents mm-hmm. to me where they might be being bullied or they might be being teased, mm-hmm. you know, being different in any way. And so I think that's something to ask students of color. What is the in middle school, especially if they're going to predominantly Caucasian schools in terms of how are they integrated, how are other students responding to them, mm-hmm. and starting there. And then, you know, how is the school handling that? Like, how is the school handling uh, incidents of bullying or teasing on based on, you know, your race or culture or religion mm-hmm. or, or your country of origin of being an immigrant? And then, you know, if they are and if they're struggling then how do you work with the families to overcome the stigma of it's okay to get support, it's okay to get counseling or therapy. Um, It's not about something being wrong with you. Students are under a lot of pressure and Mm -hmm. we need to support. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, My next question is, 
Can you share your thoughts on the importance of mental health education in schools? Uh, share on what? Say that again? Um, your thoughts on the mental health education in schools? So since COVID, schools have hired more school psychologists, school counselors, mm-hmm. support groups. And so I think schools are really, really trying to support their students. Mm-hmm. But a lot of schools are underfunded. Yeah. So we don't have enough resources. So one counselor for 500 kids isn't going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. One social skills group for 500 students isn't going to do it. But unfortunately, schools may be overburdened. A lot of psychologists may have also left the system because they were so overwhelmed during COVID. Mm -hmm. So I think schools need to continue to work on getting funding to hire staff and faculty and promoting mental health right on campus and normalizing it. Yeah, I definitely agree. So my next question is, how do you think the pandemic has affected the mental health of middle schoolers? And what do you think we can do to address that? So during COVID, obviously depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, self-harm, social media addiction, TikTok, you know, all of that Mm -hmm. became huge during COVID. A lot of students lost their elementary school skills, right? Mm -hmm. Because the school you're being with other kids you're playing with other kids yeah they got used to being at home they got used to being isolated they got used to being in their rooms online and so it took away a lot of the developmental steps or skills and tools so when you get to middle school now these students are struggling even in college students are struggling everybody's on their phone nobody's talking to each other in the classroom yeah Uh, nobody's knowing how to do group projects staying on the playground so i think schools, again, really need to facilitate social interaction yes. in schools. Social projects, social activities, clubs, uh, extracurriculars, that's where the emphasis should be so that students can regain their sense of relationships mm-hmm. uh, in school yeah. and enjoy themselves in school. It yeah. shouldn't just be academics. Yeah, I think that an um, important part of school is that Especially after the pandemic, it can be, like, such a stressful and, like, anxiety-inducing place. And I think it's really important that, like, schools take some measures to, like, make sure that students are, like, able to enjoy school with, like, clubs and extracurriculars and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so my next question is... What do you think are some very important signs or symptoms of mental health issues that educators should look out for in students? So depression, anxiety are the two top ones, and mm-hmm. then maybe eating disorders as well mm-hmm. uh, that have popped up, I think, during and after COVID. Mm-hmm. So if a student is not participating in class, if a student is sitting alone at lunch, if a student is uh, failing grades, not completing assignments, mm-hmm. if a student is having a lot of absences, right, these are all markers for a student is not doing well. Mm-hmm. Something is not going well for the student. And so to have the school counselor meet with the student, talk to them, what's going well, what's not going well. Schools can also provide screening measures, screening uh, uh, questionnaires to mm-hmm. all students. 
for students' self-report on their anxiety, their depression, their worries, their stress level, their friendships, their, their schoolwork, the burdens on them, the pressures on them. And then the schools can look at these measures and say, okay, which are our kids that are not doing well? Let's pull them in and talk to them, or let's pull their parents in and talk to them. Mm -hmm. So schools can be very proactive if they have the resources and the time. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, going along with that, <clears throat> how do you think like parents and teachers can work together to create a more supportive environment for understanding mental health and like promoting mental health awareness? I think holding monthly meetings, mm -hmm. open meetings. If, if the school said, you know what, every month, every Friday, we're going to meet, faculty is invited, staff is invited, mm -hmm. admin is invited, parents are invited, and students are invited. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to have round table discussions. On every table, there will be a faculty member, a teacher, an admin person, a parent, and some students. And we're just going to talk about things we're mm -hmm. going to tell them how they're going what's working well what's not working well what's helpful what's not helpful what do students need more of what do they need less of it's through these ongoing you can't just have a one-time lecture mm -hmm. and a one-time to resolve all of this or understand all of this you really want to have conversations mm -hmm. that help build understanding so school said you know every month once a month we're going to have an open community meeting and anybody and everybody can show up and we're just going to have round table conversations Everybody take a seat and let's just talk about things. And mm -hmm. then we're going to put our information together to say, okay, here's what we learned. Mm -hmm. Here's what we discovered. And then here's what we're going to do about it. Yeah. I definitely agree. That's a great idea. Um, so my next question is, what role do you think hobbies and extracurricular activities play in supporting the mental health of middle schoolers? They're vital. Vital. Critical. Yes. Critical. Think of it like oxygen. Students should be involved in what they are passionate about. Mm -hmm. It could be music, it could be art, it could be dance, it could be sports, mm -hmm. it could be it could be fishing. It doesn't really matter. It's whatever the student is passionate about, you want the student doing that. The more you can integrate it into the school curriculum, great. But if you can do it after school, that's fantastic. The more students do it and have fun and have hobbies and extracurriculars, they will thrive. That children thrive on playing, mm -hmm. children thrive on having fun. The more they do it, the more they have friends, and the less they get depressed and the less they get anxious. Yes, I 100% agree, because I feel like definitely extracurriculars, like maybe dance or like a team sport, it like creates a community and like a group of people that you can share an experience with. And I feel like that's so important for all people these days. And I think that I I also feel like like a warning sign of like mental health issues is when a student is like not participating in like anything and you know I feel like that's like a sign of like something going on for sure. Yeah. Mhm. Mm so my next question is how do you think like peer support systems could be established to help students? So this is where the groups on campus can be very helpful and clubs on campus can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. We have schools who started lunch clubs where kids get together based on their interests mm -hmm. and they have clubs and they hang out together and they do things together and they talk together to build that community. Mm -hmm. And you could have, you know, a teacher present, you could have a counselor present. So they're involved. 
but you could also have peer support groups. So you could say, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday, we're having a peer support group. And whoever wants to come in and just chat can come in and chat. And mm. there should be a couple present. And again, you begin conversations. Yeah, I can also, You can also do this in advisory, right? Many mm-hmm. schools have advisories now and they meet once a week. Students should take their concerns to these advisory. And the advisor should be trained in how to handle these questions, how to ask the questions, how to pro- guide the student to the resources that they might need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think sometimes students feel embarrassed or ashamed because of the stigma around mental health that they can't join these peer support groups and like attend these meetings because it's embarrassing. How do you think we can help students overcome that? I think if you label it as a fun meet and meet and greet kind of group, mm-hmm. right? So you yeah. call it just meet and greet like a friendship circle. You just call it that, and then you provide food. Yeah, for Everybody sure. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, you provide pizza, you provide whatever, french fries. You know, kids love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you don't label it as mental health. Mm-hmm. You label it as a friendship group. Yeah. I definitely agree. Okay, so my last question is, um, what resources or initiatives do you believe would be most effective in promoting like positive mental health practices? I think uh, social clubs, peer support groups, mm-hmm. extracurriculars, on-campus extracurriculars, on-campus meetings, community meetings. The, 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 again, it's all social. It's on-campus. It's building a community. It's building conversations. It's building an openness, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it's building support built in. But yes. it has to be frequent. You can't say it's twice a semester. It's not yeah. going to work. Yeah. I definitely agree. Okay, thank you so much for your insightful answers and the time you've taken for us today. Absolutely, Adka. Absolutely. Okay, thank you so much. All right, you take care. <laughs>